Hello and welcome to Three Songs. This is Mike Hogan and that's Bob Nastanovich. We're excited to, to be here talking to you today, talking about music. Just a couple guys hanging out, talking about and sharing music that, that we love. Bob, how are you doing? Really good, Mike. I'm excited. This will be cool. This will be uh, a regular thing. We're each bringing three songs to share, to talk about, to get into and hopefully learn a little bit about. So, uh, uh, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell about your approach and what made you pick some of the songs that you picked and some of your criteria. I mean, because we were talking before the show and, you know, there's thousands we could have brought. How did you decide on three before we even talk about the three you brought? Yeah, you got in touch with me a couple of weeks ago and I was like, the first three songs that popped in my head were these three. Like maybe, I mean, I DJ vinyl, so only once a month at a small club here in Des Moines where I live. And um, I picked three songs that I played that I love, and um, they all actually are somehow are from the same geographical location. So, um, and the same esprit de corps. <laughs> and uh, basically they're songs I first heard as a teenager and that I love. So, and again, I don't, again, one of the main things about our show is that we don't have any better sense of years than anybody else like my years basically barely work but at the same time like we vibe like um, like music we love and like you know in, in some cases you'll hear songs that you're familiar with in some cases you know you'll hear songs for the first time and it's just about like loving stuff that stayed with us through our lives with like essentially like almost 100 years of life experience yeah absolutely well I, I look at it like look you and I, we know music, we like talking to each other, you know, we like sharing music with each other. It's just like, imagine sitting in a basement, putting on records, talking about the records. Oh, have you heard this? Have you heard this one? What about this? What about that? You know, like, that's what I do when I hang out with my friends who I really like and who really like music too. So, well, that's a joy of music. Yep. Like, you, know, yep. like you hang out with people, like, sometimes you hang out with like people that, don't listen to music or listen to like you know things that you haven't really listened to or that you don't think that you would like and you think like okay well maybe they would like this which is something that I really like and I, I never mean like in my course of musical listening to like take people on different paths I just want to make people happy listen to music that I love no, that's a great point, and that's I think that's another thing I want to do here. It's not there's no guilty pleasures. It's all just pleasures, you know. Right. <laughs> and there's right. no no shaming. I'm not out to to to. It's not a contest to outcool each other, you know. No, there's none of that. None of that. None of that at all. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, well, maybe people can listen to the show and try to outcool each other, but uh, that's not our job. No. No, we're here to have fun. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I'll learn something, you'll learn something, and everybody listening will have fun too. So, all right, let's let's talk music, okay? Uh, you brought three songs. The first one is by X. Yeah. Tell. L.A. band. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I first heard Wild Gift when I was like 14 or 15, and I was going to a record store in Richmond, like, and I stumbled upon Wild Gift, and like, I mean, I love every song on the record, so to me it's like classic rock, and like, <laughs> of the three that I'm going to play, it's like, it's actually the the biggest one, I think it's actually like, uh, generally, I mean like, you know, 
massive response from critics when it was put out. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's, it's, they're all L.A. punk rock. Like, like as I mentioned before, Suburban Lawns are from Long Beach, but like, X is a very important band that like still plays. You know, and, like, they're, essentially they're very unique cats, very unique individuals. And like, I picked adult books. I was really listening to here shortly, but uh, I picked it all books. Um, it's about Jackie Suzanne, who wrote Valley of the Dolls, you know, and um, it's just a freaky great song. And like, you know, it might sound like punk rock, but it's like a brilliant pop song. Yeah, massive hooks. Absolutely oh, yeah. massive, massive hooks. Everybody loves a massive hook. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's get to the music, huh? There you go. Here we go, and this is the uh, this is actually the seven inch version, the Danger House version. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Let's dig it.
Adult books. There you go. <laughs> Great choice there, Bob. That's a fantastic. What do you got? What do you got? What's your first thing? You know, it's funny. We didn't plan it this way, but uh, but you played X and I'm playing the X. There you go. Let's go Dutch. Let's go <laughs> We're going Dutch. <laughs> if I if I thought about it, we could have played uh, we could have played a song from from the Australian band X. Do you know them? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're fun. Maybe we should do we should do them on on one of those shows, future shows. Um, Another nugget, but uh, but yeah, the X Dutch band, like you said, started in the late seventies. Anarchist punks, they're still around. They're still playing. They're still evolving. They're still recreating themselves. They're still reinventing themselves. I don't know how many albums they put out. How do they do it? I don't know, man. You're the musician. You tell me. You tell me. Well, but. And that's the irony is, you know, like, you know the story about how they started, right? Um, go ahead and tell me, Mike. Well, they, they supposedly, none of them could play instruments. They wanted to start a punk band and they, they uh, you know, put the instruments in on pieces of paper and a hat and they all picked whatever they drew is what they played. So Really? Yeah. 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 And then they became... How did they get so good? I don't know. I don't know. So I think of them as like... Beacons or like uh, Dogface Herman. Yeah, like, totally. And bands like that, like, well, like knew what they were doing, but like yeah, but the Mekons. Early. No, no, no good bands. Really right. Exactly. I mean, Mekons especially, yeah. they didn't know what they were doing at the beginning. Uh, yeah. I, I think the X figured it out pretty quickly, but like they, you know, they went like just complete noise, and I just like that they were able to channel not just their songs but their sound their sound is very it's different every album but it's also very distinctive uh it's one of the things i love about them but well, they're world music people and they're a political band oh very political very very political very, very political band um but yeah so what i'm going to play is a song from actually and they they collaborate a lot this is from a collaboration as well from with tom cora avant-garde uh, cellist actually uh, of all things they did two albums with him and this is probably the best known song of those two albums that they did it's called state of shock it's a little longer it's about almost twice as long as adult books so you'll have to that's okay it's it's you know but it's powerful and uh hit us with the magic all right here we go it's the x and tom cora with state of shock
the X Powerful. with Tom Cora. There you go. From yeah, Cora did a great job. Yeah, I mean, that's the sort of thing where, you know, it, it the music starts, it's nice and mellow, you have no idea what's coming, and it's just five and a half minutes of, or six minutes of intensity after that, and it's still going on. <laughs> It'd be remarkable to see that live, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've seen them a couple times live. They're still amazing live. Oh my God. Yeah. They're one of the best live shows you'll see. I mean, they're right up there intensity wise with like Fugazi bands like that. And they've been doing it, you know, as long, if not longer than Ian. Um, just incredible, incredible stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pretty much everything they do, whether it's a jazz album, whether it's a punk album whether it's a folk album it's it's really really good well i, I want to devote a whole show to them or at least my three songs uh yeah. are all going to be x songs at, at some point but uh well, i'm glad you've like one of your favorite all-time things yeah well you know i mean geez it's, the, it's it's my own collection i only own urban gorilla yeah well that's oral oral gorilla yeah oral gorilla yeah, yeah. Sorry. that's a, that's a that's a good one though that's that's a lot of good, you know, and it's one of the few that was released in the U.S. by a U.S. label because, of course, the X put out most of the records themselves. Um, right. They do it all themselves. Which all bands can do. Which all bands can do. Exactly. I mean, I think that's sort of a common theme for a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about, not just today, but, but on the show in general. Put your own music out. Exactly. You don't need you don't need to go to school. You don't need to learn how to market it. You don't have to just just put it out. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like same with Bob and I, where it's like, let's just do a podcast. Yeah. So here we go. All right, let's talk about your second song. Uh, going back to Southern California. Going yeah, yeah. back to back to uh, the late seventies, early eighties. Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> see, it's funny. All three of your songs have the same theme, so you don't even know. Uh, I'm gonna play a little Saccharine Trust. Oh yeah. Well, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's like if I have to make a list of my top ten favorite songs of all time, this is one of the songs because it basically Saccharine Trust is a band that, unlike the X, uh, limited era of limited era of existence. Okay, just like. Uh, suburban lawns okay these bands weren't weren't around very long okay it was like 79 to 85 type thing and like so but the magic was there and like uh one of the great things about 2010 when the band i was in got back together pavement we asked sacred trust to play show with us in england and they did it and they were fantastic and, and Biza and Brewer were informed. Like, Joe Biza is one of the most slash and rip guitar players I've ever heard. And Jack Brewer's an amazing poet. So, like, this had a huge amount of influence on everything that, like, I ever did in music. My approach did. I mean, no way it could ever be this good, but, like, to me, it's like a slab of brilliance. Like, a rare, a rare five minutes 
I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't drop F-bombs. <laughs> it, I think it's okay. It's okay, because I'm sure we're going to be playing some songs with some F-bombs, so who, who cares? Okay, who yeah. cares, Bob? This is, my, this is, <laughs> this is punk. This is punk this, rock, yeah. It's like, this is like, to me, like, this is L.A. Like, a lot of people think that L.A. is like the fall L.A. or like, but like, to me, this is like L.A., like, obviously, like, both of us are huge Minuteman fans. Yeah. Both of us are huge SSD guys. Yeah. But like, you know, like, to me, like, this is like the, the, the crest of like SSD. And it's, it's one of their most overlooked bands. I read yeah. sign like, Kane and Willie. <laughs> not, not, not quite yeah I, you know i think this record gets a lot of attention i think partly Pagan icon. yeah Pagan icon. It's, a really, it's a really fast listen and this is the longest song on the record it, it is it is yeah. and it's a great slab it's great called slab. the song is called a human certainty Thank uh, you. all right let's play it right now saccharine trust
Saccharine trust. It, it's creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I know, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's creepy. N- I don't know of any band from that time that sounds anything like them. No, they're sick. They're, they're sick. Yeah, I mean. Brewer, like, absolutely. Completely unique sound. Nobody sounded like them before. Nobody sounds like them since. You know, and, and that record. I think if people know that record, mostly they probably know the Sonic Youth cover, right? Or the the one that Sonic Youth covered. Well, Sonic Youth was very good at, at, at uh, well, Nirvana championed them as well. Yeah. But uh, I think it's always really important for people that have a mantle, you know, to introduce people to music. When like really famous bands cover like really small songs, to go back to. Nirvana, they do the same thing with Meat Puppets. Right. Another band that we'll, right. we'll talk about like in future shows. But. For sure. Or or, or yeah. maybe maybe like in in the UK when a uh, when a well known band like the Wedding Present covers an unknown band that only put out one seven inch. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, it's a kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. That, it's, a, it's like a push. Yeah. I mean. Right. Of course, of course, I'm referencing your your previous band, Pavement. Which got a huge yeah, push. Like, well, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like David 
Box Elder. Yeah. So, but that's all beside the point. All right. Well, uh, I brought one that's kind of a change of pace. We've definitely stayed punk. Uh, this yeah. this one's. I think this one's staying in Southern California. I think she later lived in Southern California. I know she played a lot in Southern California. Um, but I'm going folk uh, with Elizabeth. Yeah, you know, hey. Well, she's from North Carolina. She right? is. Syracuse. Really? Yeah, but she used to play. She used to play. Maybe she toured a bunch. She used to play all the time at McCabe's and other places in L.A. So uh, even though, and I think that's partly why Ed from Firehose wrote that song about her. But Elizabeth Cotton. Yeah. The funny thing about it. Cotton. It's Cotton with. Yes, it is. Cotton with an E-N. Elizabeth Cotton. She recorded this record. This is from her debut LP. Uh, Self-made left-handed guitar player. Exactly. She, she, was, she was Jimmy before Jimmy. She played a right-handed guitar upside down. Amazing, amazing guitar player. So the song I'm going to play is actually, I'm not going to play Flip Freight Train, which is um, her best her best known song, um, and it's worth... She's got Shaky Sir Sugar Ree, too. Shaky Sugar yeah. That, that's a fantastic song. But basically, the first two albums, really, really good. Um, recorded in the late 50s, early 60s, and then she... she recorded albums and played on up till till her death but but I love that first one and this is the second song after that first one this is going down the road feeling bad Elizabeth Cotton. 
I love her playing. I love her playing. And that and that voice, so much character to it. And and you know the funny thing, you know the story about uh, how she even came to record an album. You know, her first album she recorded, and I think she was sixty-two. You know, she was the housekeeper for the Seeger family. Pete Seeger, no. yeah, Pete. Pete Seeger, Mike Seeger, and they didn't even know she could play music. Whoa! Yeah, it was just completely by chance, and. She hadn't played in years. She hadn't played, I think, since she was a kid. And she picked up the guitar and taught herself how to play again when she was their housekeeper or nanny or something like that. And <laughs> that's how they discovered her in her own, in their own home. Yeah. If you go on YouTube and you look at there's a bunch of live recordings, live video, live TV appearances, uh, a lot of really good stuff. I actually, a couple months ago, watched a bunch of different footage of her playing and just watching her play is amazing too. I mean, uh, I, I got to think she influenced folks like Fahey. I mean, of course, Fahey was influenced by a lot of the older blues guys, but you know, John even, Fahey? yeah, John Fahey, you know, uh, love him. We'll talk about him. Yeah. I'm sure it's on some show, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, let's, uh, let's move back to Southern California. Yeah. I'll by theme. Your theme. You're the. I didn't mean to get thematic. I didn't mean to get thematic. <laughs> That's okay. That's where it went. And like these, this, like this song here is, a, is a Suburban Law and Janitor. This is a song that um, actually I knew the band name for years, unlike Second Trust or Axe, like bands I listened to a long, long time. Like a band that I always sort of skipped over. And like I stumbled upon them through a thread, like late at night, trying to find cool music to spin vinyl, you know. I stumbled upon the Suburban Lawn song, and then I was like, I gotta have all this stuff. And then I realized her career was rather brief. And uh, this particular song, Janitor, a song they actually put on a, on a seven inch, which is readily unavailable. Basically, uh, the the chorus is a converse, an awkward conversation that the singer was having at a party, and she asked the guy what he did. He said, "I'm a janitor," and she misheard it as. Something about genitals. <laughs> and one of her bandmates remembered it. And then it became like kind of a brilliant slap. So you have this song about like nuclear reactor. This, this is a great song. All right, let's do it. So, yeah, so, Suburban Launch Canada.
<laughs> Suburban yeah. lawns. All right, <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, 1980, 81. 81, I think, yeah. You know, it's funny. They're a band kind of like you. I'd never really heard much of them. I'd, I was familiar with the name. I think I'd maybe heard that song once or twice. But uh, but this was relatively new for me. I, what I love about that song is it starts, it's all kind of weird and funky. It's almost like Dada art. And she's she's got this like persona of, I'm the ice queen and it's it's very like distant and disconnected and seems like very serious. And then there's the chorus, which is I'm a janitor, oh my genitals, I'm a janitor, oh my genitals. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's like the most ridiculous piece of musical art you could imagine. It is like a one of those things that seems probably like uh, the most influential piece of music. For like kids playing today that we probably play tonight. To be honest with you, I can play that for like all the kids and they they can get into it. Right. It's got a beat too. Oh, you know those guys. The, whoever's backing Sue, they rock. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Unlike what I did. Truby, you play some Truby? Yeah, well, you know, so this is funny. John Truby, this song, I'm going to play, uh, I don't know if... Bay Area I, guy, right? Like Bay Area guy, like, you, I, know, you know his song on Enigma uh, Variations, right? Yeah, well, sure, so... so a Blind Man's Penis, like, that's the only song I know by... A Blind Man's Penis, me too. So for years, all I knew was John Truby, A Blind Man's Penis, and the story behind that song, I think, is kind of legendary. Right. Um, you know, in Nashville, recorded a song. One of those studios well, like make your own song. Right? right? No, no, no. What it is is it was it's the song poem deal, where you would send in like fifty dollars or whatever, and you would send right. in your lyrics, and you would pick the genre that you wanted, right. and they would send you a sit a seven inch. You know, and all the beat of the traps. You know, Rod Keith, all of those guys. Um, there's been a bunch of compilations that have come out with those song poems. And, you know, there were ads in the back of music magazines and people would send off their songs and they would get, or their poems and they would get turned into songs. And so he kind of did a spoof on this where he was like, what's the most ridiculous thing I could have them record? I'll have them record a country song. And, and he actually wrote, the lyrics he wrote was Stevie Wonder's penis. But they would... <laughs> but they wouldn't record it as Stevie Wonder's penis. They recorded, so they so he changed. They had to change it to a blind man's penis. And the chorus is, you know, a blind man's penis is erect because he's blind. You know, check it out. It's 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 worth hearing. But it's you know, it's almost like a novelty. It's almost like a Doctor Demento, like the the indie rock indie rock punk version of Doctor Demento. You know, it's like a goofball novelty song. And for years, that's what I knew of John Truby, and and. Until someone turned me on to this record, and it's it's right. John Truby and the Ugly Janitors of America. Right. Um, exactly. We're going from one janitor. We, that's right. We went from one one X to the other X, and then we went from one janitor to another janitor. So, uh, the album is Strange Hippie Sex Carnival. I mean, it's yeah. like. 2012, I believe. Uh, no, 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 no. It might have been reissued then. Um, or maybe right. that's when he up, uploaded it to Bandcamp. But this album, I think, came out in the late '80s, and it's it's a full on okay. 
it's a full-on rock record. It's a very good, it's a very good rock record. Uh, and it's the only one I know. And this is, this is a strikingly good record. A strikingly good song. Six minutes of over-the-top lyrics. Like, really good instrumentation with a mariachi-type band. It's just like, it is so much better than... I had any right to think it would be based on what I knew of John Truby and based on what I, my preconceptions about it. So when I first heard this song, uh, somebody, you know, kind of like you, somebody whose opinion I recommend or I really respected, they were like, this might be my theme song of all, you know, really? yeah. And I was like, wow. It, well, no, no, not, not to me. This was a friend of mine who said that. And it was the sort of thing where, I took notice because I respected his opinion. He he liked he knew he was as knowledgeable as you or me, if not more knowledgeable, and and probably more. yeah, probably. Um, but uh, and so I said, okay, I got to check this out. And uh, when I listened to it, it did not disappoint. Uh, and and it, it's it's been a favorite ever since then. You know, it's probably about five, six years ago that I first heard it, and I haven't really heard much more. I just heard this one album. This is by far, well, I mean, there's some good other, other good songs on the record, but this is definitely the best song on the record. And I almost don't want to explore more because I don't want to taint <laughs> the John Truby that I know, which is... Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, after that, you might be, you might be asking for more. But, uh, he is alive. He still makes music. I mean, he's like this weirdo, spoken word, avant-garde performance art. You know, it's like music is just, I think, an avenue for his art. But you it, never it, met him. No, I've never met him. But uh, but if 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 he does nothing but the last parade, which is the song we're going to hear, Great. for me, that's that's his legacy. You know, blind man's it, blind man's penis is good, but the last parade is. Yeah, but the last parade is the, the sh well. But and here's the thing: there's there's a lot of good humor, but it's biting humor in the lyrics of the last parade. Check out the lyrics. Here we go: John Truby and the Jan ugly janitors of America, the last parade. i 
Bob John Truby. Yeah, can't say that wasn't trippy. <laughs> well, you know what? What I like about it is is not just the trippiness, not just the weirdness, not you know, but it just there's this like real angst, like this legitimate like pissed off edge to it that I was completely not expecting from the dude who wrote a blind man's penis. Right. No argument there, Mike. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. It's been fun. Uh, We got another one coming soon, maybe sometime later this week or next week. But tune in, watch this space, 
and uh, we'll be yeah next time bob you're gonna have to bring three more songs you you down well i'll probably do that in the next five minutes okay deal all right record the next one right now i'll do it all right Have have a good sleep mike all right thanks you too bob been fun